episode 14 the tyranny of plastic rectangles last year i had the pleasure of visiting the parish church of my adolescence for the occasion of a, a family baptism indeed i was uh, privileged to be godfather to to uh, to a uh, this this child and tasteful enough the mid 20th century architecture furnishings and artwork was not going to be a stumbling block for my prayer at this church especially compared to what i correctly assumed would be the typically undignified pre-show and post-show chatting the immodest dress and the cringeworthy showman priest joking that you get in these churches or so i thought i thought you know the physical surroundings won't be the worst thing but there was something that was actually worse than uh, than all that. Above the arches of each of the side altars, big TV screens had been installed. You know, like large, there were large monitors, large, greedy, greedy, large TVs. This is, I think, what hell looks like. It's a mockery of a sacred space. Gaudy welcome screens were on display on these TVs. PowerPoint slides. Drawing attention not upward and outward onto the mysteries of God and his unfathomable love. But back onto myself. Because it's all about me, 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 isn't it? I am welcome here, welcome you welcome and why do i know i'm welcome because you've got a hideous powerpoint slide playing on two massive tellies either side of the sanctuary above the lady chapel and the other side chapel sucking my soul away into yet another screen that's where my attention's drawn artificial light our eyes go straight to it but, and this is the this is the point. I understand it's 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 the intention is good. The intention is to welcome me. But listen, please listen. I have not come to this church to feel welcomed. And in fact, despite itself, the message and the screen make me feel much less welcome. Have I not got screens enough in my life? Is there nowhere I can go now? where my attention is not sucked into artificial light being projected by plastic rectangles. Is no place sacred now? Is no place set apart? Is nowhere holy? If you want to welcome me, stand in the entrance porch by all means and tell me, person to person, unmasked face to unmasked face, that I am welcome here. Look me in the eyes and say it. Greet me as a subject. Or better still, stand outside the church and tell me that I am welcome here in this place of silence. Tell me, you are welcome here. It's a refuge from the outside world. It's a refuge from the noise. It's a refuge from the fear and the busyness. It's a refuge from the tyranny of artificial light and artificial noise and and advertisement it's a it's a refuge come come to the secret quiet place here you will meet god do that 
The plastic rectangle ruins everything about the space. It ruins the curves. It ruins the vertical thrust. Uh, you know, they're horizontal, aren't they? They are uh, landscape. It ruins the play of light and shadow that's been designed by the architect. It's 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 all splattered with glare. All of all of what was beautiful about that church is now splattered with glare. So no, you have not welcomed me. But the thing is, never mind me. Never mind me. The lost soul who by some miracle stumbles into this church, into this sacred space to find respite from the tediousness of addiction and the thoughts of suicide and the fear being given us everywhere else. They will not be welcome here either because here is yet another screen. So that was that. I thought to myself, especially with the gospel reading at that baptism was about uh, possessions, giving away your possessions, and the the priest had the uh, the um, you know, the priest's homily just sort of reiterated Christ's message, and I thought, good grief! And yet, how much money have you spent on these screens? Well, anyway, interestingly enough, two weeks after this baptism, and you know, thank God the child was baptized, and um. But two weeks after this, uh, I have a, a brief moment between lessons at my school to pop into the school chapel to pray the Angelus. Um, unusually, there's actually another staff member in, in the chapel too, but they're not praying. They're installing something in there. <laughs> a huge screen. A huge screen is being installed little more than a meter to the right of the tabernacle and at least twice, thrice the size of the tabernacle. The thing is, there was already a screen there, and I thought the small screen to the left of the tabernacle was hideous enough, useless and distracting. It's never on, thank God. I hate it. I hate the small screen to the left, and I've been waiting for a suitable opportunity to influence the managers to remove it. Waiting my time, biding my time thinking about how, how to do this in a sensitive, uh, respectful way. But I've clearly waited too long <laughs> because rather than taking the little one down we've, uh, we, we, for the right reasons, they're going to remove it to make room because they've, they're, they're putting a bigger one in its stead. I waited too long. So now we have this second screen, much larger, much, much larger. And the sanctuary now looks like a shop front selling tellies for Samsung. I cannot bring myself to go in that chapel as often as I as I did. Now I go in there. We have a, we have a weekly voluntary mass, uh, and obviously it's mass. God is there, and who am I? And I try and go in to pray to pray the Angelus, but I always have this resistance. I spend my entire day working in front of a screen. I'm a teacher, and the screen, 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 screen. I go home, and you know, there's the phone, and, and there's the computer, and wherever you go, the screens everywhere. Shot, you can't go on a bus now without a screen. Screen's up there telling you to, when, you know, that the bus is stopping. T trains now, screens all over the place. Even even the billboards now, up in Preston. Uh, I know it's worse, much worse in major cities, but we've, we've even got these electric TV billboards up. They're everywhere. Big plastic screens emitting artificial light, controlling us, making us feel welcome. And now we've got one, a huge one in our, our school chapel. What were they thinking? What have they done? Now, 
I think, I mean, it's, it's way more complicated than this. And obviously the individual situations, I just don't know. And we have to forgive, don't we? But I think there are probably two two uh distinguishing distinguishable problems at the root of this 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 uglification of our sacred spaces firstly well-intentioned god the road to hell is paved with good intentions isn't it how many times have we heard heard that but well-intentioned people with no taste and no tact but far too much money in their budgets they are in positions of power now in parishes and chaplaincies in churches and schools. People with no taste, they've not cultivated good taste, and they've got no tact. But they're well intentioned. Oh, but they mean well. Good, good for them. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm saying what they have done is bad because of their their ignorance and poor taste, which is a massive, huge, wide cultural problem. We're all, we're all. Uh, it's a, it's a big problem. But there's still an evil here, an evil consequence. So the first problem is well-intentioned people with no taste and no tact, but far too much money in their budgets are in positions of power in parishes, in chaplaincies, in churches and schools, whatever. And if there are any people with good taste in these places, if there are any people with good taste, and, and almost by definition, most people with good taste now won't be seen, won't be seen dead near a Catholic church, but if there are people with good taste in these places, then they have been trained to keep their silence, lest they are deemed the J word, judgmental. Oh, it can't be judgmental. Can't be judgmental. That's not Christian. And and uh, and I have so much to say about that word judgmental, but I'll save it for now. So I, I think that that's the first big problem. There's a lot of people with too much money, too much power, and they're well-intentioned. They're good people. I truly believe they're trying their best. You know, why are those welcome screens up in that church? To welcome it, I understand. To, you know, but it's it's tasteless. It is such bad taste, and it doesn't welcome me. It, <laughs> it's, it's uh, and you just, you've just got too much money in your budget. If you've really got that much money to, 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 to waste on making what was a beautiful place ugly because you want to welcome people, Go out, give give that money to the poor. Give that money to the poor, for goodness sake. Anyway, so that's the big problem. And people with good taste who, you know, might think, ah, yikes, I really find that difficult. They're just going to quietly just disappear from your communities or they're going to feel pressured not to say anything. Or if they do say anything, they will be, uh, they'll be called unchristian. They'll be called judgmental. Now, the second problem is that and this is specifically about screens now, for some completely unfounded reason, many people, even those who should know better from their experience, many people, um, um, many people have been trained now to think that non-Catholics or non-Christians and young people especially, and I, I, the, the, when I hear the word young or youth, it makes me, makes me, uh, feel sick, but many, we've been trained to think that young people are in fact desperate to join the church, but are stopped in their tracks solely because the church is not hip and cool enough. That's the only thing that's stopping them. You see, all the kids, they'd start coming more if only our churches were hipperer and coolerer. That's the only thing stopping them. You see, that's it. Well, we can solve that problem, so we've been told, by putting screens in churches. Duh. Because, you know, the youth, the youth love a good screen. And let's wear jeans, too. And we'll tell jokes from the pulpit. 
and let's crack out some funky recessional hymns from 1974. That'll get us flocking in because that's the only thing getting in the way. We would come to church. We would live lives of virtue. We would put Christ first. We would even pray. If only, if only we had these funky 70s hymns and some funny priests and screens everywhere. That's the only thing stopping us. Let's make our church, so we've been told, exactly like the shopping mall, exactly like the cinema lobby, exactly like the doctor's waiting room and the railway station and the fast food canteen. Let's make church like everything else in the world. Screens and all, vice and all, poor taste and everything. Why? Because everyone in the world is really happy, aren't they? Everyone's happy in the world with their screens. So if we bring the screens here, we'll bring that happiness too. There's no crisis in the world. There's no crisis of meaning. There's no epidemic of suicides among young men. There's no pornography addiction or gambling addiction or shopping addiction or computer game addiction. No social media addiction. So, and if there was, what have any of those things got to do with screens? That's what we've been trained. For goodness sake, this is a plea to any parish priest or anyone in, in, in any of these positions. For one hour each Sunday, give me somewhere where there are no plastic rectangles running the world and ruining lives. Shiny TV shine. Fill our churches with artificial light, please. Oh, we need more screens in our life. Bring screens, please. Oh, plastic rectangles with glass and artificial lighting. If you put them in your church, that will be really, really bad. Don't do it. Get rid of them, please. Just get rid of them. Sell them. It's okay to make mistakes, but we need to start again. Turn around. Get rid of the screens.